and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz and here in Atlanta at Momocon. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Rowan. Hey, thanks for joining us. You can find me at Dynasty Madman. And Shane, are you doing exercise or something? What are you doing? <laughs> it's just, I got uh, distracted. Just, just stretching out my back because my back hurts. Momo, wasn't that that scary, creepy pasta thing on the internet? <laughs> that woman. That yeah. Woman. I don't know what you're talking they about. They have a whole no. con for her? What? Yeah. Momo. It, it was Momo. <laughs> you remember <laughs> Momo? No, yeah. I don't. I do. What I is it that? It was a scary, creepy pasta thing. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't remember that. But then again, I don't look at scary, creepy things. I'm not a horror movie fan or any of that kind like of stuff. It was like a duck-faced looking doll woman. <laughs> she was scary. Yeah. Then yeah. I definitely would not have seen it. It would have been one of those things that I would have turned my face or no not clicked on pasta. it. Oh, my God. Wait, so it's a it's a piece of pasta that was creepy? No, creepy, creepy pasta is... Um, it's, uh, it's Lost they, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what they call like these the internet uh, like memo memes um, and uh-huh. stories and you know like uh, Slender Man stuff like that. Okay, no, I'm it's at Creepy Pasta. I'm at MomoCon in Atlanta, and it's not for the Creepy Pasta. Here, I just just hit that. It's the Momo Challenge. Just hit that link in the private chat. <laughs> no, he's not going to let it no. die. What the hell is MomoCon? No, uh, we're here in it? it. We're here in Atlanta. It's a pop culture, gaming, anime, video uh, convention. It's actually one of the biggest conventions. It's huge. It's like four different levels in the. Uh, connected to the Omni over here in the convention center. So there, Every time, go ahead. It, it's sorry. just so weird. There's like a whole section. There's even a car section. Like there's all these these uh, Fast and Furious type of cars, but there's a gaming section and a and Sounds anime fun. and yeah, it's 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 cool. It's been fun. I just so, remember our first uh, when we first started this podcast. We were just a few episodes in, and you you missed one. And, and Shane was like, "Yeah, Mike." Michael Sipes can't be with us tonight. He's doing some kind of cosplay thing in the city where they dress up. And <laughs> every time you talk about one of your your freaking uh, expos, I I remember him saying that when you were out. And that's funny because that was San Diego Comic Con, the biggest convention there is. That was the very first thing that I ever did. But look at yeah. your text message. Uh, <laughs> look at your text message on your is phone. Is it Momo? Oh my god! Momo. So he's not gonna drop it. But no, listen, it's got nothing to do with that. But uh, do I have to look at? Am I gonna get creeped yeah. out? Uh, <laughs> oh yes, I am getting creeped out. I don't want to see that. Way, That's man. disgusting. <laughs> and you know it's what? I, I have never hell, seen man. that. No, I've never seen that. But that would be kind of funny. I wonder if anybody's ever cosplayed as that. But so in the meantime, <laughs> I'm here uh, here in the Omni Hotel, and we're doing uh, the show here. And um, one of the things that you guys decided today uh, was we were going to do like a mailbag type of thing. So Shane, I know you sent out a tweet asking for some questions. And uh, prior to doing the show, we weeded out a bunch of them and came up with about, I think, seven, seven or eight yeah, ones that we came with. Yeah, but I'm saying- how many we, we get through. Well, that's what I was going to say. We weeded them down to that. And then we're going to see how many we can get through by answering the question. But what was the tweet you sent out, Shane? What, what did it say? I don't know. Who um, has questions? He said he put our handles in there. Who has questions? Dynasty Madman, FF Blitz, Shane is the worst. They want to answer your mailbag questions for the next episode. Trades, strategy, whatever. Bring it. Sweet. So, yeah. We so, didn't have any whatever questions. 
questions, which is a lot disheartening. <laughs> but okay, I do remember you did that one time. You asked because uh, we rarely ever do this. We rarely ever like reach out to the audience to ask their questions. But I remember one time right. we did do it, and we did get like a handful of questions, like "What's your favorite pasta?" Oh God, we go back to the Momo creepy. thing. <laughs> yeah, creepy. But uh, so before we do this, though, before we start answering some of these questions, Shane, uh, tell everybody about our sponsor, Campus to Canton. Campus2Canton.com. Uh, Campus2Canton.com. <laughs> Use promo code yeah. HQ. And you know what I found out last week? Um, you actually save 10% when you use that promo code. <laughs> so this whole time, I knew you saved something. I didn't know what it was. But you <laughs> save at least 10%. So that's a great deal. It is. Um, <laughs> if you've been watching spring practices, I guess they're over now for the most part. But if you were watching spring games, spring practices, you're getting all ready, hot and bothered to do for some college football because it's coming. Uh, join some C to C leagues. And then you're, if you want to not suck at them, make sure you check out Campus to Canton. Like I said, for my C D C league, the first one I was in this year, the first one I was ever in was this year. And I, I leaned on their website uh, tremendously, like the whole draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you're actually in that league with Felix, right? So you were telling him that uh, if I do good, it's all because of you, right? Yeah, and if I do bad, it's all because of them. I um, yeah, it, it's it's look, I was in like the twentieth round of the startup CFF college part portion of the draft, and I was still leaning on their ADP and their rankings. Um, so it goes wow. pr- pretty deep, man. So it's a great site. That's pretty cool. And, you know, there's a lot of people I'm sure that can listen and can relate to what you're saying about looking at lists. You know, we're in a, we're all in a lot of rookie drafts right now, especially with the HQ league. It was cool that we spread them all out. You know, we have five leagues. So each week we're doing a different draft, but um, do you guys find that there's a lot of, maybe not a lot, but there's people in your leagues that they're only drafting based on the ADP or the rank that MFL does. So you see some players go that you're like, oh, sweet, they took it because it's the top name. Yeah, kind of predictable. Like, yeah, definitely um, the first round. You, you hope for that. You know that somebody's going to go in there and get um, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, like right there, <laughs> like 106, kind of count on somebody somebody getting desperate and wanting that <sighs> first quarterback off the board yeah i mean i look in a, in a 14 team super flex i get it i do i understand it i can't say that uh i condone it but i, I completely understand it because in a 14 team super flex league like we happen to be drafting the hq renegades uh sleeper league this week um <laughs> renegades. um and it's a 14 teamer and i got i got the 110 uh-huh. Um, and I went with Kyle Pitts. It's also a 1.75 tight end premium. And on the way back, I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, nice. It's not my pick yet, right? About to be at 305 is what my next pick is. Um, the next best quarterback, I believe, is Ryan Tannehill. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones just went off the board. Uh, <laughs> life ain't good in a 14-team flex without quarterbacks. No. And you know what's so great? The reason I laughed is when you said the Renegade League. This is one of those leagues where uh, you guys were talking about in the group me chat, and then you guys like made it all up. And I love that everybody put it on you to to run it because I'm like – 
Shane should not be running a league. Well, so yeah, I have commish, oh. I have commish rights in that league. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't actually do any commissioning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, it's so weird having to hold the microphone. I feel like I'm a game show host. Um, but Jeremy, I think in, in the HQ leagues, I think the very first year we we gave Shane commissioner rights also, and then we never put him as commissioner rights again because it's not like he's ever going <laughs> to do never, anything anyway. never gave it again. Re- your diplomatic immunity, <laughs> immunity has been revoked. <laughs> Shane probably didn't know that until I just mentioned it. But um, so, all right. So let's get into some of these questions. Questions, like we said, we're going to try to, oh, uh, I did pull up a draft that I'm in right now currently. And just because I thought it was funny when you said that about Kenny Pickett, um, it's a 14 team super, it's a 16 team super flex league. Oh no, I'm sorry. 14. They have an extra pick there. It's a 14 team. And when the guy was on the clock at 112, he said, come get this pick. Cause I know one of you guys want Kenny Pickett. And, and he stayed on the clock, I think, for like 12 hours. Nobody he didn't trade or nothing. No, <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel good when you draft Kenny Pickett. Like. So, and then he ended up taking Kenny Pickett. So, um, But, I mean, look, in some of those bigger leagues, you kind of have to do that. So um, the first thing we have here, I, I do think that this is really funny. And it was from FF Tommy B. And FF Tommy B asked... When you're not wasting all of your fab on Jets backup running backs, what is the position you target most at the end of your bench using waivers? And thank you, Tommy, for uh, bringing up our Josh ad. <laughs> Look at Shane's face. Is he, is he talking about Brees Hall? Who's he talking no, he's about? he's talking about Josh Adams. Oh, uh, he's talking Are about... Are you serious oh, you didn't oh, get it? Oh, the joke's <laughs> on Shane. Jeremy didn't even get it. Jeremy didn't let that die. No, that will let it die. No one will let it die. It will be with me. Josh Adams. Oh my god! I love that Jeremy didn't get the joke. That's so funny. I did not get it at first. I'm like, why is this guy? There are a lot of running backs in. Oh, Josh Adams. Shane spent all his fab anyway. Yeah. So Shane, why don't you answer that? Since it's kind of a dig at you, anyways. Mm, My bad. Well, so here's the thing. The answer is going to be. Running back. <laughs> oh, running back. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I Josh Adams might not have been the particularly uh, correct running back. Um, and maybe I wouldn't have spent, you know, all my fab on it <laughs> if I had to do over. Um, well, you had the right you had the right uh, process is always process involved backs. in that. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's always running back. So wide receivers, I'm I'm generally not even gonna pay any fab for it because how often is is are you is are you? Are you? <laughs> Is you? How often is you? How often are you going to get a wide receiver that's going to change your fortunes in off the waivers? Um, you can find a wide receiver three, right? Wide receiver four, wide receiver yeah, easily, five, right? But running back because of the the volume and the nature of the position, like you, that's where you want to spend your money because that's where you can find an actual difference change. Or even or even take a chance on that instead of the wide receivers that you're talking about because it's so easy to um, get a wide receiver at that level and people make their lists, um, all their wide receivers. Oh, no, I think this guy's a little bit, bit higher than that guy. And in the end, they're still just talking about wide receiver fours the whole time. Yeah. So why not take a chance when you know you can replace that position so readily and, and get a running back? So I think your process was sound, but – yeah, Mike is never going to let you put that one down, man. All, the ex- all your well, well, the, ex- the execution was poor. <laughs> but you know what, though? In reality, for I mean, we've talked about it for a long time, and I don't know whether there are some people that still don't know what we're talking about, but in a 16-team league that like we're in, with such big 
rosters, uh, doing something like that, sometimes whether you made the wrong choice on that player is still the right move. Because if you remember the year before that, uh, Darren Waller was on the waivers and I dumped all my money on the first waiver and I got Darren Waller. So sometimes it's worth the process because the rest of the year, there's never going to be anything on the waiver wire in a 16 team league like that. And, and I do think it's funny because we talk about it all the time that those late round running backs can end up being in your roster any week. I mean, pre-COVID, we always joked that it was the end of your the season, like week 13, 14. Now it's in week five, you know. Um, but I think that kind of leads into one of the other questions that we had. There, w- there was um, a question here from Cork Football One. And uh, Cork Football One said, who is the late round rookie running backs you think have a real chance to produce? So when we talk about these these rookies, um, especially in the later rounds, if what you say, Shane, about the, being able to pick up uh, wide receivers but not being able to pick up running backs, it seems like in these later rounds, in these rookie drafts, if there's running backs laying there, you need to use your picks to get those guys, Right. So, like, yeah. which ones would you be looking at more so or did you think's going to produce? All right, so I'm going to go – we've got a few on here. Um, Jeremy had some really good ones. I'll talk about my favorite UDFA, Kennedy Brooks of the Philadelphia 76 <laughs> – no, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> oh, um, wow, that's your favorite? Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, well, no, but there's a reason for it. Um, he, had a, he was one of the highest-paid UDFAs. Um, he's on a team with an excellent run blocking offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the, the I was going to say the country, like it's college in the league. Um, he happens to be the, the starters in front of him, Miles Sanders, there's Boston Scott, there's Kenny Gainwell. There's a path there. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely a way you could see usage there. Cause it, and we saw that last year, Nick Sirianni wants to use multiple backs. Miles Sanders also necessitates that you use multiple backs cause he will be injured, even though there's no such thing as injury prone. Um, Kenny Gainwell, in case people forgot, last year the Eagles completely mothballed, mothballed him, not moth, mothballed moth, him, mothballed. <laughs> they mothed him, they moth, mothballed him for several games. So I like him, and I like, uh, and again, likes a relative term. I like Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round pick, mostly because he's one of the fastest humans um, in he the is world. Fast. Yeah, he's got a 98th percentile speed score. Um, so if that dude hits a hole, which is likely to happen in Kansas City. Um, they they send, tend to have open spaces for the running backs. If he hits a hole, he could just go. You know, I, I want to ask you this before we ask Jeremy his running backs, but you say that um, the – what's his name? Kennedy? The, the running back with the Eagles. Brooks. Brooks. You said that he's one of the highest paid UDFAs. Um, yeah. Wasn't – you guys got Carson Strong too. Wasn't he – but yeah, but wasn't he the highest paid? Yeah, he was the highest paid and I, I – I've no words. <laughs> so he so in no other words, words, the Eagles put out a lot of money on UDFAs this year then yeah. <laughs> between those two. That, that That's interesting to me. So, Jeremy, who uh, – Shane actually – said that you had a couple good names in there. What what names did you have? Well, I mean, there were late round running backs and like Shane named some UDFAs. I was surprised at how some of those backs were drafted, like Hassan Haskins, you know, kind of I want to say vanilla, you know, a bigger, stronger back that did well at Michigan last year, but he's just a guy that kind of gets what, you know, the the line blocks for him. 
not an interest interesting or fast running back, but getting drafted in the you know in the fourth round like that, I think that that's um, telling. I think you know that gives him a, a better shot. But I, I really liked Kevin Harris uh-huh. running back. Um, ended up with unfortunately the New England Patriots and and Tyler Goodson. Um, you know that went to Green Bay. Um, you know late and UDFA guys. Um, the the Green Bay thing is interesting because he does remind people of Aaron Jones a little bit. You know, Goodson, I think he's a decent back. There were just a ton of running backs in this class. And we've seen with like James Robinson, it's possible for a guy not to get drafted and, you know, and get us and get a shot and maybe hold the starting gig for a year or two or or whatever. I think James Robinson could do, you know, even more than that. Um, but I think you have to take a shot on these guys because, mm-hmm. well, Mike, you've proven it time and time again with, um, you know, just drafting um, handcuffs from other teams. I've done that. Not, not handcuffs for the back that I own necessarily. Right. You know, you'd love to have Chuba Hubbard behind every running back you own. You know, CMC, in the case of CMC, we had him um, in a lot of places. But often you just kind of look for that next guy up. And then we're we're all getting guys off the waiver wire late in the season because of injuries. You know, Shane had it right when he went after Adams, and we joke about that a lot. Um, you know, what if he was going instead after James Robinson like we did in other leagues, right? That worked out for us. Or Chuba Hubbard, take a shot on him. He kind of fell through the cracks, and we got him late. But I think Kevin Harris is a really good running back, and I think um, Tyler Goodson is a, a really good running back too. Now, whether they get the action or not, I know you love Keontae Ingram that went to Arizona because I see you picked him up in every league. And he was a highly touted, you know, uh, prospect at one time. And when he played at a lighter weight, uh, when he was a little bit lighter, he's, you know, he's faster. And I think he was better, yeah. better back. I'm not sure what happened with him. But if you're going to take a shot on a guy late, I th- and, and you got him very late in a couple cases in leagues we're in together, I, I think that's the kind of thing to do. We don't know how that running back situation in Arizona is going to shake out. Although they did, they did bring in a veteran, as I probably pointed out to you just a little while ago. Yes, that exactly. Definitely contend for carries, but you know it, those guys, like Shane said earlier, are worth a shot. Um, you know, instead of trying to figure out who the next wide receiver is going to be when there's just a million of them in the league, you know, find a running back that is good enough when they get called upon that they can actually, you know, do something. So, I liked all the guys that Shane named, although the one I'll be honest, I don't know much about. Um, and then there's the you know Beatty in Baltimore. I, I they they have pretty good luck getting running backs to to um, feature in their scheme. Although that didn't work out for Dobbins, right? He got hurt. But uh, you know they they find guys that end up playing well. So I I think your money would be well spent if you pick that guy up late. You know I think that's a good bet. I I, I want to say this with the, with some of those guys. Um, you're right where you say that you see me getting because I. I I generally, especially for this year, I traded out of most of these drafts. Um, so I have all these late picks and all the rookie drafts this year. And I've traded into the, the some of them. And, and mostly I still trade in in the later rounds because it's easier to do it. And I can Cheaper. over... Well, in some of it, people are telling me I overpaid, but I don't care. I'm trading 20, 24 picks, whatever. But it, it's funny because I've had the so far four of our listener leagues... Right? Or are we in the fourth one? Or the fourth one starts tomorrow, I guess. And then we'll have the mm-hmm. fifth one. Um, and I, I know you're going to take some of those same guys. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's what I was going to say. What, yeah, that, you, that's you what you I'm going to not do. diversify. You find right. guys that you like and you target them in all these drafts. And it, and it does work out well for you at times. Not to cut you off, but like you, you're definitely going to go for those same guys in the other, other drafts. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I got Ingram in every single draft. I've got Wandale Robinson in every single draft. I got Kyle Phillips in every single draft. And they're not these st- 
star, superstar guys, first round guys, but it's the same. So I figure if I'm going to take the shot, I'd rather take the shot in all of them. And if one or two of them hit or none, whatever, I, I've done it in all of them. But I did want to say something with, there was one other late round running back that I've seen you pick. And I know obviously because of your team, just like Shane with his team, but uh, what about Ford? Um, I'm glad you brought that up. I almost did. And, and so I realized if we're talking about fantasy football league drafts, our rookie drafts, I am getting him late. And I think that guy is um, – I remember when we were doing the DFB, the, the DFB Invitational Draft, um, Shane and I were talking about running backs. And, of course, this was before the NFL draft. And Shane and I were like, you know what? I said, I really like Rashad White. He goes, yeah, me too. He goes, what about Jerome Ford? And I'm like, love him too. Let's um, go – maybe we go with White here. Here's why. And I think he agreed. You know, we, we talked it through. And uh, you were out of town, I think. And so we said, hey, we're thinking about Rashad White, but we want to get Jerome Ford too. And I think we ended up with both of them, right, Shane? Thing is, Ford did a hell of a lot of work for Cincinnati. Um, he goes to a great Cleveland Browns rushing offense behind Nick Chubb. Um, and, you know, Kareem Hunt's not long for the gig, probably. You know, well paid. They have another running, another running back that's asking for money there that's kind of like the third guy that could take Hunt's place unless they keep Hunt. I mean, they're, they're definitely a three running back team. They're always going to have that. So it's a guy that can actually step in for Chubb if Chubb gets hurt and a guy that could probably play. In, in Hunt's place too, and I'm getting him in the fourth round. Yeah, and he wasn't drafted that low. I mean, he was in, in the NFL. He just keeps falling through, and I just cherry pick him. I and I, I might trade in or trade up, but I'm getting him late. You saw that in the last one. I think it was yeah. the fourth round when I got him. Yeah. So if we're going to stay on the running back discussion, it doesn't necessarily have to do with a rookie, but we did get a question from Pat Fitzmorris, and apparently Shane and Pat did a trade. Can I just tell you something. What? Couple things. One, Jeremy made excellent points, um, but I didn't want to gloss over it. One, one thing you should do is look at how teams have used low, uh, lowly, dra- lowly drafted, uh, lower drafted running backs and UDFAs in the past. Like, is this a coaching staff that shows you that? Well, draft capital almost doesn't mean anything to them. Like, uh, right. you know, like San Francisco. That's although Tyrion, oh, yeah. serial killer price. They're like <laughs> calls them. Um, you know, he's a third round pick, which isn't extremely late. But just look at teams like that that have shown a history to use either uh, late round guys or undrafted guys in the past. Yeah, they're next guy up in San Francisco, right? They don't care. If you if you can run the rock and get positive yardage, they'll put you out there. And plus, they seem to go through guys like candy over there. I mean, they're always hurting <laughs> running backs and, you know, putting the new guy in. So that's a hell of a spot to dra- uh, pick a running back from and then, that team. I'm still confused as to why Pat's last name is pronounced uh, Fitzmorris and not Fitzmaurice. But <laughs> oh my god! Well, let me. Look, I, I just want to say one thing. I thought after all these years of doing this with you guys, I try to play off your body language and knowing the way you do things. So I saw you moving around up there, Shane, and I was figuring in my mind that you were already saying enough of the running backs, enough of the running backs. So that's why <laughs> right. I kind of moved on. And then you went backwards on it anyway. So the one time I thought you were done, you weren't. But um, so yeah, I was gonna mention the, <laughs> the question from Pat. So apparently Pat and Shane are in a league together. And so Pat's question, uh, everybody knows Pat Fitzmorris. He's at Fitz underscore FF. And, and he's on our show a lot. And we love Pat very much. But he said, how do Mike and Jeremy assess the trade that Shane and I just made in a 14-team Superflex league? So... <laughs> I love how he worded this. He said, the ever eager to pick up picks in this year's rookie drafts, Shane gets the 114 
and the 207, and I get Antonio Gibson and the 402. So with Pat, you know, a lot of times whenever Shane brings up trades like this, I always ask Shane, well, what does your roster look like? What did the other person's roster look like? And Shane never knows. So Pat didn't tell us what either one of your two guys' rosters look like. And I'm going to ask you, Shane, because you may or may not know. Pat, what- Pat's, Pat's roster in general is stronger than mine. Uh-huh. This this is a, like he said, it's a 14-team league. It's start like 11 or 12. It's ridiculous. <gasps> it's it's deep man um so if you can get any two for ones you get two for ones if you can if you think you can get a two for one Uh uh-huh um wait it's a 14 team league where you start 12 players yes and it's offense only (laughs) yeah it's the um the name of this league league is dynasty uh dgt uh, invitational like i said it's jacks falcone um uh-huh. you know, droppables he he runs this league he's got a bunch of sharps in there uh one of my co-hosts on one of my other many shows is uh, scott connor's <laughs> in it uh jj zachariason who i've also pronounced his name incorrectly uh-huh. Pat's obviously in the league um hayden wanks uh izzy alcafas Cool. Somehow, the only name I can pronounce correctly is Izzy. Is Izzy, um, <laughs> which is which is really ironic. Yes, yeah. um, just 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 a bunch of sharps. Felix Sharp is actually in that league as well. Obviously, Jacks because it's his league. Just a bunch of just a bunch of smart dudes. So cool. Yeah. So you did this trade with him. Um, what does all right? So if you don't know exactly, but what does your team look like running back wise that you felt okay to give oh. away? Essentially, a uh, uh, first round running back you know he's a top 12 running back i guess he has been for the last two years hasn't he that's until they re-signed jd mckissick and then drafted brian robinson yeah they overpaid mckissick they're so confident in in gibson they overpay mckissick they always have another good running back they overdrafted (laughs) brian robinson Um, yeah he's a wide receiver kind of playing the running back role and listen i like him but um i had to just say i don't need to look at what their teams look like uh-huh. i'm sorry pat but shane won that trade and, uh, i no. mean you just Wait. have to go look no further than the picks that are made at um 114 and 207 which 207 doesn't change but the 114 is like the 202 you look at the, the players coming off the board in that range and i want two of those so yeah, two of them. at the 114 um and i was trying to trade up uh, for several picks um, because he was still on the board. I got, you know, my, my new favorite crush, you know, yeah. I got James oh. Cook. Oh, James okay. James Cook. Oh, that's right. Cause last week you said you were writing an article about him. So you're still riding that wave a week later. Still loving him. And then, you know, who I took it to seven. <laughs> no, who did you take it to? This is just pure disrespect to Pat. Um, I took Brian Robinson. Oh, did you (laughs) see what I mean? I was going there. I was going there with Brian Robinson um, and so many good players that come off the board. A lot of people like Isaiah Spiller and Rashad White, they're usually there around that range. You could get a quarterback, Trey McBride. I'm just thinking, man, you left yourself. (laughs) You may have gotten the new starting running back in Washington, and then you also added a a second running back in uh, Cook in Buffalo. What hurts about that, man, is Antonio Gibson was definitely a guy I was all in last year. I couldn't get him. I mean, lots of people were. So I couldn't get him in leagues because I Uh wasn't willing to pay the cost for him. But he's definitely a guy that I thought had top five potential upside because of the receiving ability, et cetera. Um, But – 
Yeah, good that, trade that. for Pat. Mike already pointed out how well Antonio Gibson's done, a big score. So yeah. I, I think it was a good trade for both of you. I just, I'm just saying I prefer your side. Knowing what you can get in this range of picks, I'd be happy with almost not any two guys, but doing something like you did. A lot of risk on my side because obviously um, Jack's actually, I don't mean to keep saying his name, but I actually just saw he put out a tweet that the last time James Cook had 13 or more carries in a football game, he was in high school. Well, um, the, so. the, see, yeah, the ball. and that's what I was going to say. So, Jeremy, you jumped in when Shane was talking about it, but I actually do believe that it makes a difference what their rosters look like. And oh, yeah, the context matters in, right. as far as weighing the trade, brother. Right. But I, I actually kind of like Pat's side better. I mean, with without knowing what Shane did, now that Shane's saying what he got at those two picks, it kind of makes it look a little different. But when they made the trade, they were still numbers. So there was no way to know that James Cook was going to go to 114 no, no, no. with you. No, there was a 100% chance to know that. He was, he was on the board. And So on. you mean you did the trade... While oh, that pick was on the board, you yeah, mean, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. So then that's different. Trying, then okay, yeah, yeah. I was right. trying to trade from about like I want to say one ten ish because there's a couple guys in the league I don't know that well, so I didn't want to send offers out to because I, I honestly like Hayden Winks is in that league, but I don't know him at all, so I didn't want right. to send him an offer just mm-hmm. because I didn't know how he would take it. Right. Um, I also don't know JJ Zacharyson either very well, but I sent him offers because. Oh mean, my god. Whatever. It is so interesting to hear you talk like this because look, we're in trade, we're in leagues where you advise people to send trades all the time and everything, and you do it quite a lot. But it's uh-huh. so interesting to hear you say that you're in a league with a bunch of sharks and you are actually intimidated enough to not send a trade offer to no, somebody. No, no, no. You just no. said you didn't want, no, you didn't, didn't know how he would take I it. I didn't say I was intimidated. No. Well, Intimidates me. I'm smarter than most of the people in this goddamn industry. But and you just tell me that. I didn't say I, at no point did I say I was intimidated. I, uh, you didn't, I didn't say you didn't know him well enough to send like blind offers. But that's that being yeah, intimidated. That's, that's being intimidated. So why yeah. wouldn't you send okay. him an offer? Because um, I, I have no idea. Like I don't know enough about him to know what he likes, what he doesn't. Like I like having a little bit of like a little bit of knowledge. Even when I send out blind offers, there's a, there's a thought behind it. Generally. Okay. And, and I, don't, I, I don't I don't know enough about him in Dynasty to go. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Like I really don't. I, okay. And Antonio Gibson is uh, one of those players that Changes. I know not everybody's in on. Right. right. And that that was the piece I was trying to trade. Like right. I was literally just trying to flip him to reload to reroll the dice on James Cook. Okay. And I like what Mike said because yeah, I mean we always talk about context matters. It definitely does. It's just interesting to me. That I, as soon as I saw that trade, I, I wanted Shane's side without even knowing who he drafted. And then after he drafted those guys, I, I feel exactly the same about it. So I think that probably tells you more about what I think of Antonio Gibson. Yeah. But, um, and like I said, I don't think Pat lost that trade. Oh my God, he lost that trade so badly. Not at all. I, I think it's probably one of those mutual deals. But if we look at it, you know, Mike, if you had a team that was poised to win, you know, compete for the title this year, you know, it's a playoff worthy team. You probably want Antonio Gibson. I mean, probably. I, I mean, I, Robinson's still a bit of a chance, and so is the other running back. So you'd have a little more certainty. You already know what he did. The past I love years. you. I love you, Jeremy. But you just said everything that that's what I was going to say when I I'm when sorry. I said to you. No, that's exactly what now, I was now, say. now I'm doing to you what you do to Shane. <laughs> I know I, you so well. <laughs> when I was going to say that context matters, I was going to say if he had a team that is in line to do something, I would rather have the Antonio Gibson right now than 
look, maybe James Cook is going to be great. Maybe Brian Robinson is going to take over the job. Or maybe neither one of them are going to get you any points this year, and Antonio Gibson is going to still be in the top 12 this year. We don't know. So you could roll like Shane Manila without taking that kind of risk, bro. Well, that's the thing. All of this is, look, I don't care. All due respect to every expert and every person we've had on our show, especially the last couple of weeks, talking about rookies, and everybody can have their opinions of what they think is going to happen, but we don't know until football starts and what happens. So, you know, you make these trades, you hope for the best, and, you know, I, I, just, I, I just don't believe that you can easily say one person won or lost, you know? Definitively, it's tough. Right. <laughs> Shane, go, Shane comes away of with it. Of course, of course. He doesn't ever hear anything that I say. It's all good. All right. So confirmation bias all the way. I love it. All right. So we did have another question here. It looks like we have a couple questions here that are actually trade questions instead of like some process questions or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So we just added one from one of our patrons um, because they're better than non-patrons. Yes. Uh, just remember that. If you're not a patron, you're not as good as a person is uh, the patrons. And I mean that sincerely. Um, so it's like a cult the way he describes it. Ed Husker DK, DKB. You know what though? You set me up perfectly where I cannot, I cannot say that's not true because I don't <laughs> want our patrons to think that I think that's not true. So you, you, you're able to throw that out there the right way. So go well, ahead. We love our patrons, but we also like other people too. I, no, no, I mean, I, I, there's some other people I do like, like mathematically, that's probably true. It's just... God. The ratio is heavily geared towards the patrons. Of um, course, we love our patrons. If I didn't like them, I'd ask them to leave, to be quite honest with you. That may have happened once. Uh, actually, well, let's not get into Okay, so Dustin Brown asked us a question. You're right. Husker DKB, he wants to know, in a 14-team Superflex League where you start 11, wow, you know, 11, 12. We, we have one of our, our listener leagues, or two of them, that where you only have to start 10. That, that's great. Um, all right, pick one. Either Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, or a 23 first. So wait, I'm sorry, Dustin, is this a three-way trade offer, or is this you're on the clock getting ready to draft? You know he's not in here, right? Of course he's not, but I'm just asking because uh, you can interpret awesome. this question different so, ways. So I'm going to interpret it this way. He wants us to pick one out of those three, those two players and or the pick. Um, okay. And or, or the pick. I am going to go with a 14 team league start 11. I'm going with the 23 first. I knew uh, that's what you're going to say. Love, 100%. I knew that's love, what you're going to say. I love Devontae Adams. You know that, but he is elderly. Um, and he'll be 30. He'll be 30 in December. And the season he'll turn and, 30. And he's a Raider. It, exactly. Yeah. He's on a different team. So who yeah. knows Tied what's going to gonna happen? Carr. We don't yeah. know if he's going to be right what he was before. And then again, I, I really, really big fan of T. Higgins. Love his work. I love your work, T. But uh, you are not one of the, the gentlemen that is on my list of, uh, you know, you over 23 first. Yeah, wow. it does seem. I'm not surprised. It seems very strange, uh, like uh, what this is. But if you're in a draft, and at this point in the draft, depending on what other picks he's already made, you know the the 23 first, especially right now, there's got to be so much value in 23 first. People are so excited. No matter how much we shit on this draft class, people are really excited right now. So, do you agree with that, Jeremy? Do you agree with the 23 first? I don't have a problem with with uh, Shane doing that, and, and I I kind of expected he would do that. That would be his choice if you know which is cool because if the three of us you know ever had to uh, wheel and deal and trade we'd have a 
I think a straight line, real, real short A to B move to make, you know, and understanding the other players' preferences. But I'm going to go with T. Higgins, and here's why. I hope the player that I would draft with the 23 first would become T. Higgins mm. and not only be a good player like that and uh, 23 years old and be, you know, but to be attached to Joe Burrow. The team just went to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, a really good offense to play wide receiver for um, in his prime. The whole, you know, youth on that team. He's tied to to Joe since rookie season. Um, I like the chemistry in that. I would hope that a player, any player I draft in the first round in a draft would become that guy. But with T. Higgins, I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to roll the dice. Now, you know, I, I'll make other moves, but I want something that's a sure thing like that that's, you know, in the right age. Is he going to be be and stay a wide receiver one? Because that's what you're hoping for when you draft a wide receiver in the first round of your rookie draft. I don't know. I think he's on the cusp of that. Definitely talented enough. I'd, I'd be willing to bet on him than other wide receivers that maybe are, uh, you know, on, on the bump like that. So I don't have a problem with any answer to that. I think that was a great question for us because Adams is such a high-level player, wide receiver one. Um, but in Dynasty, I want the younger player that's still – maybe not even at his ceiling yet in his prime um, and then not worry about having to take a gamble in the first round. You use my pick, um, you know, for something else and maybe get a 23 first some other way. Well, I, I, I do want to say something I miss in, misspoke a second ago because I thought it was saying it was a 22 first uh, when I interpreted the question as it being a draft right now where they're on the clock uh, I, I thought it was a 23 for, uh, 22 first the fact that it's a 23 first then it's 100% definitely that's the answer Shane's going to give because Shane says it multiple times on this show that 23 firsts are going to be impossible to get from other people and it's the greatest class that we've ever seen in our entire lifetime so I could see where that would be the answer but also looking towards the future in the next 10 months whatever it is you could probably get a big haul for that if you took the 23 first so I think yeah. I think all three of us kind of interpreted this as he's in a draft right now I guess deciding what to pick because no, yeah <laughs> okay so then uh, if it's a trade what is it a three-way trade or did you he's say he's asking you to pick one out of the three that's all i didn't, he didn't say you pick yeah you pick off. but then it, it would have been was cool a, if you said Devonte adams because we would have had three well, i would never say Devontae, I, I would not i wouldn't have said Devonte adams but but what but what i'm saying is is if it's a trade then he's not asking us what he's trading that away to like what's he getting for that you know if you say pick one of these three and if it's in a trade well if i'm trading one of these away what am I getting? Or if I'm getting one of these three in a trade, what am I giving away? So that's why I interpret it as being on the clock right now in a draft. So well, I mean, either he, way, uh, he could be he could be on the clock in a draft with 23 picks on. It that's what I mean. Devontae Adams yeah. available T. Higgins in the 23 first. And that's how and I took it. That's how I took it. And if given the choice, yeah, I'm going with the pick. Right. Um, but like Jeremy said, I could make an argument if I really wanted to for Higgins, if I really wanted to, I could go, well, look what he just did in his, what was his second year with Jamar Chase. Um, he's clearly uh, a top 12 wide receiver. I could go with Adams like, look, I know he's only going to give me one more elite year of production, but that one, or I think he'll give me one elite year of production, but that one year is going to be elite. Or again, I go with the 23 first with the greatest players in fantasy <laughs> football of all time joining uh, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We have this question. I think this one's a very interesting one. And it's from Brian Crom Cromwell and Brian underscore Cromwell. And 
his his question was DLF football mentioned on their YouTube video that Justin Jefferson is worth three 23 firsts. And Shane, again, just reiterated that it's the greatest class ever. So Justin Jefferson is worth three of those. So what are some of the top QBs worth as 2023 firsts like what would herbert get what would mahomes get what would watson get and and that's also assuming that watson is one of the top quarterbacks so what do you think uh jeremy what do you think herbert i know you like herbert uh, mahomes watson what what do you think those are worth and obviously this is for superflex well, I, I want a young quarterback, so if Justin Jefferson is worth three 2023 20, firsts, then i got to think Patrick <laughs> Mahomes is worth as much as that three 2023 20, firsts. And then, and then Herbert worth three maybe and a half or, or four. I mean, based on, the, based on the valuation that they've placed on Justin Jefferson, and, and I love him. What You're maybe talking about the wide receiver one. Let's see if he can hang on to that. But I want one of the top quarterbacks, and if you think Herbert and Mahomes are two of the top three quarterbacks, they're worth every bit of what Justin Jefferson is worth. We talk about wide receivers all the time. You can get wide receivers easier than you can get a top three quarterback in a super flex league. Am I wrong? I mean, yeah. it's tougher to get Herbert. It costs more to get Herbert and Mahomes than it costs to get a wide receiver, even Justin Jefferson. So I, man, I'll take the guy, the the players that are valued just below Justin Jefferson yeah. instead. Like the the wide receivers seven, eight, nine. I don't care. Just give me one of them. I, I think that's way too high. Well, two <laughs> two things for you, Shane. Two things. One is Deshaun Watson up there with these guys getting I the same thing you. as those two. I know you did it. And two, uh, should anybody be giving three 2023 no. firsts for Justin Jefferson? No, no they shouldn't. <laughs> um, and I, lo- I look, I like Justin Jefferson. I, I, I could, you know me. I'm a guy that's fine with overpaying if you want to. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... And up to a point, go get your guy. But usually that's more, okay, I just traded a shit ton for Justin Herbert. Uh, I'll give up three firsts uh, for any of those quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson would be the one that I'd probably be least likely to do it for. I'd probably throw in two like two first rounders and maybe like a massage or something. But that's as far <laughs> as I'm going to go. So I do. Are I, you I would, giving the massage, Jeremy? No, go ahead. I mean <laughs> – Probably not, not to him. <laughs> so saying, go ahead. You were saying, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine giving up three first for Justin Jefferson. Um, no, I, no. I, outside of quarterback, I can't imagine giving up three firsts, not in one class for one player. Yeah. Now, if you spread that those three firsts out over twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, well, okay, I can do that. If you spread them out over the twenty two, twenty three, and twenty four, yeah, n- no doubt about it. Um. But yeah, I mean, if that's the valuation and that valuation is just off, I wouldn't do it. But there's not many quarterbacks I'd give three firsts for. Right. But it's Mahomes, Kyler, Lamar. um, I feel like I'm missing someone. I'm sure I am. But, you know, those types of guys. Deshaun, more I think about it, like his situation scares me enough that, no, I wouldn't pay that much. And I've overpaid for him in leagues. Yeah, if we didn't have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. It is. You didn't weird. have to worry about Watson's situation, Mike. It would be a. I mean, yeah. it, he might be up there because I. I would prefer him over Lamar Jackson. 100, yeah. Hundred hmm. times if it wasn't for the trouble he got in. I can think of one name. What about Josh Allen? 
Oh, that's who I forgot. Yeah. I, I figured, yeah, I I figured that's who you thought. Yeah. yeah. Over it, Kyler for me. It, it, it's so interesting, though, if you think about it, because I know people talk about it over the years. Uh, oh, this is a great class. This is a great class. It seems to be the general consensus from everybody that this is such a great class. So if this is such a great class, then that would mean a first-round pick essentially is the first 12 picks. If it's so good you got to imagine that three of the so good picks are going to be three good players. Yeah, and it's, it's quite a it's, statement, right? When yeah. you already hear that this class is going to be so great, it's a hell of a statement to make three picks in general in any draft class. But in 2023, yeah. I mean, I, I think Shane Shane's hair caught on fire. <laughs> Somebody was given that many picks for Look, one I, dude. I, I could not hit accept fast enough if someone were to send me that offer. And I got Justin Jefferson uh, in <laughs> at least one of our HQ leagues. So uh-huh. if anyone wants to send me 323 first, Ruben. <laughs> Um, go for right. it. I they love how you say Ruben. For, <laughs> Ruben, I know him. But, but, Ruben's the only guy I know with multiple like ridiculous firsts in one of the HQs. So wait, how about uh, this then? Let me ask you this. If the class is so great, how many quarterbacks are supposed to be so great in 2023? Because well, if there's a lot of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. then maybe giving away three of those for one of these quarterbacks is not worth it. Yeah, and I get that, but I, I'm also freshly um, burned from uh, Trevor Lawrence um, last year, supposedly being the, uh, the, the chosen one, but you could get three, you could essentially you could get three of them. If there's a lot, it maybe there's not a lot. Maybe there's only two or two or three that are good. I I don't know. Two guys that give me Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, um, (laughs) I'll cry. You know what I mean? I know Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen and and Justin Herbert, uh, at worst, in a down year, they're probably the QB6 in fantasy. Uh So that's one of those places where I'm not – I'm shooting upside, obviously, but that's known upside. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, next year's class is supposed to be really good um, at quarterback, but still, that that position is just so – We've seen so many first round flame outs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna bet the unknown over the known. But but we're just going on the premise that you say that it's so great next year. That's why I'm saying the top twelve is gonna be good. Jeremy, you watch college. Uh, w- how many quarterbacks are you projecting to be top guys next year? I think it's top heavy. Like, you know, we had a like a, a, a neck and neck race of a bunch of guys in this class, right? Everybody had their favorite. There was no real clear cut. I mean, the Steelers tried to make that case when they drafted Kenny Pickett and, and guys that fell out that I liked a lot, you know, as far as a passer, uh, Carson Strong, right? He didn't get drafted. Um, so it was a weird class. So you have Bryce Young, who won the Heisman Trophy, which uh, you know, don't get me started on, but he, a great player for Alabama. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. Um, guy came, you know, first season playing, uh, tore it up. So those two guys are highly sought after. Who knows which one goes first, which one goes second. But if things played played the way they did last year and and they grow and develop, those are the two guys probably at the top. Spencer Rattler, who's been, like, talked about for, you know, seems like 10 years. Um, you know, he he's a guy that people think can be, a you know, a good pro quarterback. But I just – there's a lot after that that you just don't, you know um, – the Gators have Anthony Richardson. Uh, there's Keaton Slovis for the Panthers, right? Uh, taking over um, the the job there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Phil Jerkovic, <laughs> freaking Boston College. I, I'm not big on him. I honestly don't love the quarterbacks in the class. I think there's three interesting guys at the top of the class, and then there's guys that maybe can be kind of what this class was as far as cool. possible starters, backups, that kind of thing. I, I love it for other positions, running back for sure, you know, wide receiver, 
that's probably always going to be good, man, anymore. But I, I don't love the quarterback class. I think there's a couple of guys, and you better have some top draft picks if you want to get them. All right, then then that would answer the At question the then. If there isn't that many, then it does make the value of giving three of those away for a Mahomes or uh, a Murray or, or Herbert. It makes it worth it then. So, And thanks, Brian. I mean, that, that was a pretty good question in the end yeah. to be able to do a, a debate there. Um, I think let's we got one more here. Let's do this one from Big Nasty underscore 20. Big Nasty underscore 20 asks, Rashad Bateman or the 108? So essentially we're saying Rashad Bateman or Pickett, Moore, Olave. So Shane, you look like you're about to explode. So what do you um, yeah, I, I think like- it's a good question. Yeah, I, I, I'll take, and this this feels weird to say, I'll take Alave over Bateman. Okay. Um, uh, Sky Moore, I'll probably take over Bateman. Okay. Um, Kenny Pickett, I will not take over Bateman. Unless okay. it's a 14-team super flex, and I'm desperate, and then I'm like, I have to, I guess. <laughs> and there's the second uh, now a third. So, uh, but <laughs> all right. So two of those three you would have take. So then that kind of answers the question because he was only giving those as examples of what might be there at the one hundred eight. So you. so you're saying that you would you would t- take the one hundred eight over Bateman then. So Jeremy, what do you think? Because you said you yeah, like this question. Yeah, and I, I I love Rashad Bateman. You guys know. I think you guys know that. Um, we you know we used to talk about and and Shane, I, you do too, right? We I mean mm-hmm. he was a player that we thought a lot of. You know he goes to the Ravens and I, yeah I want the one because there's just a lot especially if I want to just kind of flip him and go for a, a receiver that I like better even you know which is what Shane was alluding to and I, I also would rather have Olave Sky Moore uh, some of those players but there's there's so much you can do at the 108 maybe possibly probably not Traylon Burks is there probably he's gone already a pick or two ago but yeah I think I think I want the pick there's just more you can do with it and I don't know that Bateman's wide receiver one and I like Trust me, I like. I just said earlier with T. Higgins, I want T. Higgins. I think we're talking about two different things. I, I want, I want to pick in this class at the top in that range Shane was talking about because I think the the receivers that we're talking about there have a shot to be at least the wide receiver ones on their teams in an offense that in offenses that pass the hell out of the football too. Yeah. Well, I think I think this was a great idea. I like asking these questions. I want to wrap it oh, up man. with one final question, and it, again, it is a trade, and it's from Zachary Caldwell. So it's at Z Caldwell twenty three. So Zach asks us, "Would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Justin Fields, Albert O, and a playoff team's?" I'm sorry, I'm 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 at Shane's saying no with everything I say, or a playoff team's. 2023 first. So we see Shane shaking his head, or at least the three of us do. So that's going to be his answer. But what about you, Jeremy? What do you think? <laughs> so you think his answer is Kyle Pitts. And I, I think, I think, well, we don't have the context on what this league is all about and things like that. But um, a lot of times in a super flex, you want to get that, that starting quarterback. But in this case, you know, I, I think I want the next, you know, Kelsey, um, you know, uh, Kittle, the next, you know, top, tight end um in, in leagues I, I feel stronger from that position but getting a playoff 23 first um a low 23 first albert O. First of all i like him a lot i know people were a little saddened that uh fant went to um seattle right and albert O is catching passes from russell wilson who doesn't even know what a tight end is um apparently um and, and fields a quarterback i i see this as being kind of 
if Fields were a better quarterback already, a, a bit more even. But um, it's kind of weird, man. I, I want that sort of sh- sure thing. I, I think it is, even though we're talking about a weird quarterback situation in Atlanta in, in Kyle Pitts. I, I feel like that that asset right there is going to get me um, uh, whatever I want. It's almost like a what I want to say. It's like a get out of jail free card where the, the three players on the other side, the unknown first Fields and Albert O. So in a weird twist of fate, I, I want that tight end. And I uh, love fields. You guys know that. Exactly. So Shane, you shook your head no. I kind of took it away from you without because nobody could see you I shaking see your head him. no. I didn't see him But either. go ahead. <laughs> what, why were you shaking your head no so much when I was reading the question? No. Um, it just it saddens me because I'm not sure I like Justin Fields, but the Bears hate him um, because this should be in a super flex. This shouldn't even be a question. I should just be immediately like, oh, it's Justin Fields to pick, and I'll take a, a – a tight end that I can at least start, but no, man, Kyle Pitts is dude's a cheat code. I mean, we had a thousand yards last year. He's top six uh, tight end with uh, like no touchdowns, one touchdown. Uh, he's going to be an absolute monster. You don't have to worry about touchdown regression. <laughs> Not negative, anyway. Yeah, I'm all on the Kyle Pitts side, bro. Awesome, all on the Kyle Pitts side. I love I, the cheat code part. Yeah, that guy's gonna. That guy's something else. I mean, he's 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 like what we always want when they say wide receiver at the tight end position. Mm. That guy is it. That's why I wanted to wrap up with that question because I agree with both of you guys. I'd rather have the Kyle Pitts side as well. So I figured we'd end off on a three-way here where we all agree. So three-way tie. <laughs> um, Look, like I said, this was fun. I know in the past we've done something similar to this where I've pulled some Twitter questions without you guys seeing them and asking you. And we actually haven't done that in a while either. So maybe we'll do that in an upcoming show. We are going to wrap this one up and then we are going to do a Patreon one with a couple trades from our Patreons. So since I mentioned the Patreons again, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreons. Hey, become a patron on... Patreon.com, Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, just go check it out on Google. Like I said, group me chat, Uncentered Podcast, uh, swag that I have to send out stuff still. Um, and written content, just basically, it makes you better at fantasy football. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. You like being good at Dynasty Fantasy Football. You like talking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. You become a patron and you get those things. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I. Like I say, I love popping in there and my notifications are 100 plus all the time, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and coming up with the Fantasy Football Expo in uh, Canton, we're going to do some stuff with some of our patrons. So it's going to be a good time. Um, check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ and uh, we're going to wrap this all up and if you're in Atlanta we're here for the next three days at MomoCon uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday MomoCon, <laughs> Momo. MomoCon. And, uh, and actually we're here with Kari Payton this time so Greg and Kari nice. so it's it's uh, Ezekiel Be- yeah Beast Boy and Cyborg but it's also Ezekiel yeah so uh, it's going to be a fun time over the next three days so come check us out if you're around and And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane.